I needed that. There you go. I I know, I'm down for that. I Let's think go. that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I Needed That, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. Again, we're talking with Rachel from season five of my show. We tend to do that a lot with a ton of things is like try to pass on ownership. You know, I'm a confident, badass woman. That's what I say to myself. You just stop feeling like you anymore. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who is this chick? I am MIA and I, I need to get myself back. I need to die. Christmas. Yeah, it's December 25th and a brand new I Needed That podcast. This is our year in review. I am Matthew Blades. And I'm Chris Powell. How you feeling, dude? I'm good, man. Merry Christmas to you. Here we go, right? Yeah. This, is the, this is a big day. We uh, Are you guys more Christmas Eve, you more Christmas Day? Uh, more, well, I think it's, it's all, the, all the vibes about Christmas Eve are amazing. And then okay. Christmas Day, it's like, I'm all about it. It's great. But usually by Christmas afternoon, it's got like that all that energy it starts to wear off, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, you start right, to get right. the like how am I gonna make it to the new year? Yes, exactly. It's just that low afterward. But you know, especially having kids. It's yeah. all the excitement about Christmas Eve and Christmas mornings. So. And you still got the young ones, of which course. is like the bomb. Yeah. Man. How about you? Are you yeah. Christmas Christmas, Christmas Eve or day? Day now that I'm married to my wife, but growing up, Christmas Eve was the juggernaut of the of the holiday. So we sure. did all of the presents and then you woke up the next morning with one you know one tree underneath or one uh gift from santa underneath the tree and that's how it is but now it's completely different in the uh, christmas eve we maybe exchange one thing and then the next morning we wake up and we do all the things you guys got plans for the afternoon then we uh, my mom is flying into town today Uh and uh we're gonna hang out this week we've got a couple of hockey games to play my wife went to Kansas University, and her Jayhawks are in the Guarantee Bowl. Wow. And so she's going to go uh, watch some football this week. So, yeah, it's going to be just kind of a, a family, chill, hockey, sports <laughs> week. What about you? Uh, man, well, we're ramping up for the new year. So, of course, in, in the uh, in the fitness world. Oh, yeah. Yes. it's This is the big week of preparation before all the New Year's resolutions hit. Okay. So, we're getting ready. Good for we're you. We're getting ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the Kept App is it. out. It's last week. Uh, we should we should take a minute and just acknowledge that the last couple of years of your life have gone into this project, and now it's here. That must be a, a incredibly freeing in yes. many ways. I'm, it's been amazing. And the response, again, it's been uh, overwhelming and incredible. And I just love the fact that we are changing the conversation we're not talking about weight loss anymore we're not talking about diet and exercise it's all about keeping promises and i think if we can start to change this mindset for millions of people we're gonna it's gonna relieve so much suffering and so much struggling out there and if that's all people have to think about now and we can lead them and so i'm i'm super excited it's gonna be it's a great year the team's all fired up we're ready for for uh for new year's that's for sure we'll be happy to change your life for 99.99 (laughs) i I don't even know what it costs but no but that's a gig get in invest in yourself make this like you know give yourself the gift of you put you back into your life put yourself back into the driver's seat and uh you know use this kept app and all of its cool intricate you know plans and in diets and workouts and mindfulness and all of this stuff to help you keep your promises that's the key to success pick one start there and and we'll lead you as as far as you want to go 
All right. Yeah. Let's jump we'll into there. today's episode, homie. So yeah. uh, we thought it would be a lot of fun to recap some of our favorite episodes that we have had this year. We've had some 55 episodes in the last uh, year and some change. Yeah. And so we're going to play back some some clips from those those poignant moments. But first, to steal Spotify's idea <laughs> of rapping the year. Yes. Music is such a big deal for it the is. two of us. So when it comes to your Spotify wrapped yes. or your Apple wrapped or whatever it is, when we're talking music, who were the three biggest artists for you, you in the year 2023? You want me to go first? I do. Okay, okay. So here we and go. I'll pull up mine and I'll be right there with you. There was a strong influence behind my <laughs> number one choice, which was most of the time when we we're listening in the car, driving to and from children's activities. So my number one is... The one and only Taylor Swift. You listen to more Taylor Swift than anything? <laughs> yes. That's and, crazy. And then uh, a very close second is Metallica. <laughs> so, really? Yes, because Ruby loves Taylor Swift and Cash loves Metallica. So there you go. That's so cool. And you know, honestly, I love them both. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm totally fine with either one. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, your turn, your turn. Number one and two. Number one and two, uh, I don't have artists. The way Spotify does it, I have songs. Oh, okay, go ahead. So my top song, again, it was the same in 2022, was uh, a song by OAR called I Go Through. Oh, hold on. I don't know if I've even heard that song. And it's your number one song? It's been my number one song pretty much since, uh, yeah, since like 2021. Wow. Is it the, the lyrics, the messaging behind it? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it, the whole idea. It's actually a mantra that I put into my life now, which is I used to be the kind of guy who went over, around, under. Mm. I did anything but actually face yeah. the issue. Mm -hmm. And the song is literally, I go through. Mm. Wow. You go over and around it. You go over and under. I go through. Wow. And that's become my, yeah. my mantra for my life is like whenever I'm scared of going right through something, I run to it. That's hot. When, as the, you know, I've heard a saying is everything that you're looking for inside of you is on the other end of that, <sighs> which is the, it's, it's on the other, it's behind the thing that you don't want to face the most. It ain't no fun. No. It ain't real easy, but <laughs> it's, it's there. Not. And yes. uh, then my second biggest song for the second year in a row is My Body from Young the Giant. Ah, okay. Same yeah. thing. It's the lyrics in the yeah. song My Body. It's like the, the, the basic message is like when you want to quit, you can't. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's powerful, man. Yeah. So yeah. there it is. And then number three for me would be one of my favorite hip-hop groups called Run the Jewels and a song called Walking in the Snow. So. Dude, I'm so two two of your three I've never even heard before. I know we need to get you educated on yes. these because they're good songs. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Who was your third place? Did you mention uh, third place? My third place. So an artist, Taylor, Taylor Metallica. Swift, Metallica, and then Sia. Oh, she's things. great. Though. She is. She is. And so I do have my top songs here. And then uh, so number one, believe it or not, number one was not in my artist list. Number one was Billie Eilish, "Happier Than Ever." You okay, know yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a great song, and great of course, song. me and the kids jammed to that. I like Billie. Yeah, the non-explicit version, of course. Okay. Number two was "Together" by Sia, which is that's a feel-good song. <laughs> it's such a great song. Yes, and every time I play it, I think about Ruby, and so so it's Aww. like so whenever I go on trips and everything, I always play that because we always listen to it in the car together. And then um, the, number three is "This Love" by. Taylor Swift. 
Huh. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. (laughs) I think next year Taylor Swift's probably going to show up on my rap list because I am all, I just watched the Taylor Swift movie with my wife. We went to the theater a couple of weeks ago to watch it and it was so good, man. (laughs) She she is brilliant. Oh, man. Oh, she is brilliant. Yes, she is. Every everything she does, I mean, from obviously the whole concert experience, we've talked about this before, but just even her interactions with fans, it's just the the way that that uh, that she has created that brand is unstoppable. <laughs> to me, she is a marketing class all in of her own. Yeah. And what I always the thing that I try to impress upon my kids is I say, here's what Taylor does more than better than anybody. Yes, she created something. She she made an album. Right. right, And she took that, so she made money off the album. Then she took the album on tour, and she made a bunch of money off the tour. Mm-hmm. And then she turned that into a movie, yeah. and she made a bunch of money off of that. Yes. And then she sold the rights to a streaming network, and in 2024, I think that is going to be you know, able to be streamed. The movie's going to be able to be streamed all of the... She literally took one thing, and she found five, six, oh, yeah. seven, eight, twelve different ways to monetize it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Bravo. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Bravo. Yep. Absolutely. Can't yeah. th- can't throw shade on that at all. <laughs> it's tough to, isn't it? Nothing nothing but respect. I did see this. Did you see it on Instagram the other day cuz you know she's dating uh Travis Kelsey right. or at the time of this recording she's yes. dating Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and uh you know on the Philadelphia Eagles Kelsey's brother plays. Right. Yes. So there was this shot that somebody took a picture of and Travis Kelsey or what's his brother's name? Uh, uh, uh Jason, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So the Kelsey brother was at the, the, the front of the picture. In the middle was uh, Jalen Hurts, who's their quarterback. Yep, and yep. then they have this other guy on the Philadelphia Eagles, last name Swift. Yes. And so if you read the photo, it says Kelsey Hurts Swift. <laughs> so if they ever break up, oh, that will be awesome. the photo that goes everywhere. That is amazing. That is amazing. Yes, it's Jason Kelsey. It is Jason yes, Kelsey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. How about being the parents of the Kelseys? Oh, I know. Well, I, I've heard I've heard that the mom is uh she's she's like a uh a dance mom? No, 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 not at all. She's like party animal. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like intense and she just but she loves her boys and by the way, I don't know if you've ever heard um they you know you know how sometimes you can watch the uh, clips and the the players are mic'd up. And uh, yeah, yeah. you can tell that the relationship that she has with her boys is so beautiful because yeah. it's crazy because she's on the field and she's running around looking for her boys. This is like after the, the Kansas City and Philadelphia game. So she goes up and immediately, like obviously both Travis and Jason, they're surrounded by cameras and people talking to him and high-fiving him. And the moment they see mom, everything stops and they go straight to mom tears hugging her i love oh. you mom i love you mom and then she runs over to, and she's trying to find jason and everything and she bumps him and he kind of flips around you know almost thinking like hey who just bumped me and he sees her literally everything stops he pushes everyone out of the way and just hugs his mom oh. he's like i love you so much and it's like you see stuff like that and you think all right man that's that's cool and like so I, i've heard she's just a real spark plug though but the she real, looks like it <laughs> the, i love that they incorporate her in all the commercials and all yes. the things it's awesome yeah the, the relationship that they have is beautiful oh man yeah it's cool all right well listen let's jump in here uh the top seven moments from 2023 on the i needed that podcast in no particular order except for number one because there is one undisputed heavyweight champion of the world when it came to our <laughs> podcast last year yes. and dr marie claire haver yes right? absolutely 
Absolutely, yeah. and rightfully so. Rightfully she so. Is so good and so much information. I mean, we were drinking from the, from the fire hose over the sixty minutes there in a big way. Oh man! But gosh, the the information that she gave that can truly impact the quality of life of not just the women listening, but the men too, to give a whole new understanding for what the women are going through with menopause. I mean, she's brilliant. Okay, so, so we'll get to her clip in yeah. just a couple of minutes. We're going to start with uh, Bashoy. Yes. Uh, and, and he was a guy who had a massive transformation, still runs a 10K every day. I love his mindset, uh, but it was something that he said surrounding guilt yeah. That really got my attention. Do you remember this moment? Both of us. Both, the moment he said it, because the thing is, I've always approached, even working with some of my people, guilt is, it fuels the addiction cycle and shame, et cetera. But then when he, when he started talking about guilt, he completely changed my paradigm on it. And I saw you kind of looking at him with your head cocked to the side. Like a dog, right? Yeah, yeah. Bo- both of us. And, the, and it clicked for both of us at the same time. We, we got to show, we got to play this clip. It's, it's too good. Well, the way I view guilt is a little differently, man. I view guilt as like a blessing because it is your inherent biological self or your mind or some sort of higher being telling you that what you're doing is not living in accordance with your life standard. And so for me, guilt is not a bad thing. I, you should feel guilty about the things that you're doing. Cause that means you have a moral compass in the way you should move and direct your life without the guilt. No one would do anything. Cause like, you know, I wake up, I don't, uh, let's say I wake up, I lay on the couch all day, watch TV. It's that guilt that should drive you to be like, I should do more with my life. It's that guilt that should drive you to be like, I should probably get up and do something, do my work, do this, work out. So for me, I don't view guilt as a bad thing. I never want to get rid of my guilt because the guilt is what drives me to move in the right direction. But in a sense, like you lose guilt you lose guilt in some sense by doing the things that you committed to doing because I have nothing to feel guilty about now because I'm on my path and purpose doing the things that I set out to do. I wake up, I have a list of five things I'm going to do that day and those five things get done. I could lay my head on that bed at the end of the day feeling accomplished, feeling proud of everything that I said I would do that day. And so that's what it come, came down to for me, man. Wow. What, what are those things? Like, so, so you wake up in the morning, what are your non-negotiables every single day? So I wake up, the first thing I do is chug a bunch of water, make my bed and take my progress photo and I'm out the door hitting a 10K run every single day. And then I get back, I eat my breakfast, I work on for eight hours on my computer for working on my business, hit my second workout, do my lifting session, come back, read, journal, meditate, and then I'll take the last hour of the day to kind of decompress scroll on my phone watch whatever i want to watch and then leave my phone outside of my room go to sleep interesting and i still don't know if i've like completely bought into his way of thinking but i do like it and and i do think for some people that could be very useful a thousand percent yeah and if they can reframe it like that that can only work for them again if 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 you can reframe it like that um and obviously in those certain situations. Certainly. And yeah, absolutely. But right. Again, really powerful. So our next moment, uh, we have to give a shout out to Odette, who is our manager of the I Needed That podcast. And uh, of all of the guests that we booked this year, there was one that she was more excited about than anybody else. You remember mm. who we're talking about? Uh, of course I do. Alexi Pappas. <laughs> this girl, man. Yes. And she was really, really awesome. And at one point in our conversation, we get to this question about like, hey, what, what advice 
would you give your nine-year-old self? And here's what she said. I would tell her not to plan her life more than one year in advance, because I think when we do, we limit what we are capable of. Like we'll say what we think we could do in five years and usually we'll outgrow that expectation or that ability. So I think one year at a time, roughly, uh, I think to tell them very simply that if they have feelings that they might, they might focus on their actions because actions change first, then thoughts, then feelings in that order. So feelings are real. I think the last thing is that feelings are real. They're like, um, kind of like stuffed animals in the front seat of a, of a, minivan for some reason that I'm thinking of that you're driving. So I think about like, they're real, they're there, they're sitting there, but you're driving this car and they're watching you and the car is you're doing your actions and they're really looking at you. So, because I think at that age, um, that, uh, that feelings can be very confusing. And, and then I think if they're dream chasers to, to just know that the only thing that gives a uh, dream chase a bad name is when people don't only do it part way. So just lean all the way in. Mm, it's really that. the only way, right? I love that. Odette likes her so much that she went out and bought her personalized running shoes. Did you see those oh, things? Oh, yeah. But I mean, they're amazing. They're so cool. And, and they're so symbolic of Alexi's personality, yes. which is as colorful as it gets. I was so blown away, though, by how, how deep she was. I mean, because the thing is, for you know, relative to me, not, not so much you, but she's young and, yeah. and to have someone who can articulate her thoughts and her feelings so well, you think that when she spends, I mean, she's spends a lot of time running where her mind goes in that. She is so insanely intelligent. And a lot of times those highly intelligent people have difficulty communicating with others, but she can put those thoughts into words so well and share them. I was really impressed with who she, who she is as a person. All right, let's move on to our next highlight of the year. And uh, one guy that you were real close to, I think still are, and Merbod. Uh, uh, that's my boy right there. Merbod is just incredible. And we went through such, such a beautiful year of transformation, so many lessons learned, and especially coming from, from his background you know, his family fleeing Iran and going to Canada it was as the Ayatollah was coming through. I mean, his his family was on a death list, and they were. I mean, it was it was crazy. Trying to you know trying to understand, especially how number one, how blessed we are here in in America that many of us have will never understand Certainly. running away from your country because you're being hunted. You know, and so coming from that. Um, it really puts things into perspective and a whole new level of empathy and compassion for some people. Well, what I liked about it was he did such a great job helping others understand that the way we come up will impact us later in life. Listen to this. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful question because I try every day to, to work on it with my kids so they'll never have that issue with me. And I think the reason that is, is growing up in Iran, uh, the borders are closed. OK, so being that the borders are closed, you're not getting anything imported. Um, so everything was scarce. So bananas, you know, this regular milk. So you get milk with a coupon and then you go in in line and give it to you in a bag and you have to come home. You boiled it to make sure it killed. And then sometimes like killed all the parasite, whatever is in there. You boil the milk. It sometimes would be bad. So, you, you know. so growing up in that kind of uh, area kind of made you just want things that you couldn't get right 
And then all of a sudden you come to Vancouver where everything is at your fingertips, all sorts of food and everything. And I, you know, and, and obviously I, I grew up with a little bit of, you know, mommy issues and stuff like that, that we, we ended up, you know, uh, having therapy for, and I was able to get to where I am today, but, you know, it was like, everything was hidden. Everything was, don't eat that. Everything was, you can only get, you know, this and that. And, and my type of personality is like, Hey, if I can't get something, then I will go and get it myself. You know, that's how I always thought. So, and then if you can get it, you just overstuff yourself because you felt like you're not going to get it right. Or my dad was raised the same way. Um, even though he's not overweight, but he was raised the same way because it comes from the you know cultural background of, Hey, this is just for the guests, you know, <laughs> that, you know, not having access to those things. And then later on in life, it was always like, now I can have access and I'm going to fill up as much as I can because it's forbidden to eat these things at the house. Interesting. And I feel like that was a big part of it for me was, was, uh, was those those aspects of it and I think yes it's everything to do with that and it's funny because with my son right now we uh you know my wife is you know she's so good at this thing but uh we get all sorts of healthy snacks and stuff like that we have a little area that we have in our pantry that's like you know everything is they have access to anything they want so it's never like you can only have one or you can't have so it literally comes down to a point where my son can grab anything that he wants and he can have it. It's healthy snacks and he eats it. He just never feels deprived of anything. So when he sees something, he just doesn't try to overindulge because I know I had that in me. So we've, we've worked on that with him and it's, it's worked to a T. I just wish, you know, my parents had that ability back in the day to do that with me. And I don't think with my personality, I would have ended the end up, ended up being the way I was. Uh, but we, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to cut the, uh, you know, uh, so it doesn't follow it to, to my kids going forward, you know, and, and I think that's that's the main part. What do you think Murbad's doing this week? Uh, you know, he is playing with his son yeah. and his daughter uh-huh. <laughs> because, of course, it's it's Christmas. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a big week. And so I'm sure he's he's in the middle of the chaos probably as we speak right now. He's his... one of the more likable people that I've ever met. I mean, you know how certain people have just like a high likability score. Oh, yeah. He's oh, got yeah. a high likability score. Oh, the, the guy is full of charisma. He's, yeah. uh, from the moment I met him, he always has been. Yeah, he's a great dude. All right, let's move on to uh, another one of our highlights. And honestly, for me, and I hope for other people that are listening to our podcast, this podcast has changed my life too in many, many positive ways, mostly because of the people that we have interviewed mm. and the things that they have said. Yes. Neuroscientist Nicole Vignola was one of those women. Do you remember that conversation we had with yeah. her? I remember it really well. What and was I, your takeaway? Well, I was really excited about speaking with her, especially just on the on the the whole aspect of how our brains are plastic, right? And how we actually can change, even though most of the time we don't think we can. Right. And she could speak directly to that. Of she can speak directly to neuroplasticity, the way we can actually change the way our brains are wired and the way that we think. And so it was, and and she gives concrete proof. Right. That we can change, and you can't get out of that. <laughs> it's, as much as some people, they they think they can, or they they like to they play the card of, well, I am who I am, and I can't change that. Enter neuroscientist Nicole Vignola, and she says, well, as a matter of fact, it is believed that we can maintain our plasticity. So they actually took the this is a bit of a depressing study, but we do this a lot. 
So they basically took the post-mortem brains of older individuals, so um, individuals that had remained active throughout life, and they sliced into the brain. And what they saw was that the individuals that had been more active through physical activity, but also um, like cognitive activity, had more presynaptic proteins in the synapses that encode for more plasticity. So in theory, so uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, the brain was more integral. There were more synaptic integral um, connections in the brain versus people that didn't uh, maintain activity. So it is proposed that we can remain plastic throughout old age. Perfect. Gosh. And what I'll tell you for me, one of the big takeaways from that interview was working my leg muscles would be a a, a big deal in my brain health. Isn't that something? It was crazy to me to learn that. A thousand percent. And boy, I tell you what, let's get into the gym. Sure enough. It's, it's funny because you think, Maybe all those meatheads are onto something. Maybe maybe they're not so dumb after all, huh? All right. One of our other uh, fabulous moments before we get to the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world uh, was our good buddy, Joey, from Aro. Man. Now, Aro is a technology that gamifies the experience of setting down your phone. Because as Joey told us in the interview, 90% of the time we'll ever spend with our kids happens by the time they're 18 years old. And then 75% of the, uh, the time that we spend with our kids happens by the time they're 12 years old. So let me flip that. It actually makes more sense to go the other way. You're going to spend 75% of the time you will with your kids by the time they're 12 and 90% by the time you're 18. Yeah. And it, boy, cash is 12 now. And so when, when he dropped those stats, I was like, oh, man, I got to do something about this now. I got an, I got an RO box. It's you sitting, do. sitting I know. right there in the kitchen. I know. Yeah, and in fact, I the kids come in there and they know they know to put their phones into it. And then when it's in there, it's us time. It's family time. I got to get a box, man. Joey, send me the box. We got to get the box. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with Joey. And not only did he give us a great nugget about having the phone at the table, uh, but we also had some fun playing Name That Movie. Listen to this. All right, so I stumbled on this list. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys the year and I'm going to give you the starring oh. cast. And then you're going to have to tell me the movie. I love oh this. Okay. Joey, you're going to have to help me out here, buddy. I'm excited. No, <laughs> we can right. do it. The first one is 1995. It's Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Famous line, what's, what's in, in the, the box? box? What's in the box? Oh. Seven. Seven. Oh. So old. I was he's told, good. I, I, he's really good. I told, you didn't know that? No, I told you he's a rock star, though. No, I, I didn't know that. So, Joey, thank you, man. 1997, <laughs> 1997. Okay. Actually, do me a favor. How about, I want to put a little twist on, don't even give me the line yet. Let's see if we can, let's see if I can name the line and then the movie. Let's just see. Okay, all right. I can't believe he just said, what's in the box? This he, guy is like me with music. <laughs> Yes, he I don't is. know. You're, you're strong with music. <laughs> okay. 1997, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, oh. Billy Zane. Oh, I'm on top of the world, baby. Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> you know it too? King of the world. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. Titanic. Is that right. King of the world? I even got the line wrong. I'm no, it's all good. It's all close, close enough, hey, brother. My partner took care of me, though. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. That's teamwork right there. <laughs> all right, here we go. 2001, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Will Ferrell. Um... Oh, that could be a couple. I mean, I think that's probably that's probably Zoolander. 
Oh, yes, um, of course. That's exactly what it is. It is Zoolander. It's exactly Zoolander. Yes. You guys are amazing yes. at this game. Yes. And, 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 and the line should be, um, Hansel is so hot right now. <laughs> He's so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, my son and I, we just watched that a month ago, and it holds up. It's hilarious. Oh, really? Oh, that is awesome. Oh, so oh, great. Wow, you guys are so good at this. Uh, okay, here we go. 2009, Zoe Zaldana, Sam Worthington, Michelle Rodriguez. Partner? I'm th- mm. I'm thinking Avatar. There you go. I'm thinking right. Avatar. I, I fell off he's there. I think he's you're exactly right. right. It's yes. Avatar. Nice wow. Nice work. Yes. That's go impressive. team, man. That's impressive. Fist, fist bump. <clears throat> there it is. All right. Last <laughs> one. It's 2013. There's Adina Menzel, Kristen Bell, and Jonathan Groff. We got that. Yeah. What should is we sing it? I mean, should we sing it? Chris? Yes. I mean, we yes. Can, Here we, we go. Can, oh gosh, hold on. This get this get good. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That yeah, you fun. guys are on it, man. That was fun, Joey. You were on. Fun. What, I like that. What's your all-time favorite movie, Joey? I gotta go. I gotta go. Braveheart. I, ca- I can't wow. get. I can't get away from it. It's so good. Really? You too, CP. So I got three, and Braveheart's one of my top three. It's always Gladiator, Braveheart, Top Gun. Yeah. What a great guy. I, I'm actually. I was just on his podcast. I knew you were on his podcast too. I was just on his podcast last week. As a matter of fact. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Had a great time. Such a great. Another another extremely charismatic person, but you feel and you feel that he genuinely cares. And he's really on a mission to try to help parents, to help families get close. Yeah. He he is on earth to help families get closer together. It's super cool. He's a super great guy. We encourage everybody to check out the RO box. It's A-R-O and see what that can do for your life. All right. As we wind down the top moments of the year, there was none bigger than Dr. Marie Claire Haber. How did you even come to find her? Well, so it's funny because... um, I, I do a regular Q&A on my Instagram stories. And as I was doing it, I was getting all these questions about menopause. I'm, I'm not an authority. I can't speak to menopause. Um, and so I started asking my followers. I was like, hey, who should I talk to regarding menopause? And I mean, unanimous. It, I mean, lists of all these all these DMs coming in. You have to talk to Dr. Marie Claire Hammer. So I reached out to her, and she was so wonderful about coming on the show and Boy, she gave us, I mean, she gave a full symposium. <laughs> it was one of the more enlightening episodes I've ever received. And uh, as amazing as it is to say that I want to share this with all of the women in my life, I want to share this episode more with all the men in my life who have sisters, moms, wives, girlfriends, fiancés that they're going to have to deal with when they go through menopause because she does such a good job explaining it. A thousand percent. And, and I left the interview feeling for my friends and my, my sister and my mom and for everyone. Man, women have suffered for way too long. And the answers are right there and it's so wonderful because she is just, and she she gives direct guidance to, hey, check out this site, check out this. I mean, here's all these platforms that you can reach out to right now in the next 10 seconds and you can start getting the answers that you need to change your life for the better. You don't have to suffer anymore. Our top episode, I don't even know what the amount of downloads it was, but the Marie Claire Haver episode was four times that. Four times. It was a monster number. And in this clip, we talk about the three-letter word everybody wants to talk about, sex. And we talk about sex drives during menopause. Have a listen. Yes. So we do see quite a, le, what we call less sexual feelings or less uh, the libido. So the, when we look at sexual um 
disorders in women. A woman comes to me and says, as a doctor, I'm not happy with my sex life. I'm like, okay. So we talk about desire, which is what happens in our brains. We talk about arousal, which is the physiologic response to desire. That is when blood flows to certain organs, things become bigger and longer and mucus is made. And so that's what Viagra does. And so most women don't have an arousal issue. Viagra, that's why Viagra doesn't really help with libido in a woman because she doesn't have an arousal issue. For her, it's mostly desire. And so, and in women, we have spontaneous desire and we have reactive desire. And so about 85% or 80% of women will have reactive desire. They need a stimulus. Whereas a man, typically they just wake up and yes, of course, why would I not want to do this? It's amazing. And so, and women were just kind of built differently in that the communication here is so, so, so very important between partners. There's relationship disorders and no medication is going to fix that. Right. You know, if you don't feel loved and supported, you know, by your partner and that, you know, this isn't a time to come together to, to share, you know, intimacy and joy, then, and this is something that is resentful and you feel like it's a job, that's a huge problem. So that's not something medication is going to help with. Um, and there's orgasmic disorders. Some women have never had the like 10 to 15% of women will never have an orgasm. Mm. And I just speaking to two gentlemen, can you imagine if that happened in the male population? Like it would be a national emergency. I think the NIH would fund this more <laughs> yeah. than, than the war, you know? And so I, it just, it's, she's not wrong. So it's, you know, how society kind of judges, how how uh, females are expected to like react to the sexual response so there is there are medications out there that can be helpful for desire which is what the majority of most women experience in perimenopause is a decrease in desire it has nothing to do with her love for her partner or her relationship it's everything to do with what's going on a lot to do with what's going on hormonally there's a great book out there and please link it on your um, podcast called you are not broken by dr kelly casperson it's one of the best resources if any couple is suffering from this, I highly recommend that. Um, she's a urologist who specializes in female sexual health, and it's just just so full of good information and lots of information about different pharmacologic options for treatment. All right, man. So what a fabulous year. Puts a lot of heavy pressure on us to come back in 2024 swinging, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know what, though? If anybody can do it, it's us. It's us, right? Yes, yes. Okay. We, we got a big list of, of guests that we're uh, so excited to bring on the show this year. And so, guys, thanks so much for being along on this incredible ride with us. And I tell you what, 2024 is definitely turning out. It's it's going to be a really good one. Look, Looking at this list, the, the list of guests that we've got coming on, it's going to be full of inspiration, motivation, and lots of education. And we are going to kick off the new year, January 1st, with one of the most incredible interviews I think either one of us has ever experienced in our entire life, mm. and this guy named Kevin Hines. We won't give too much away, but you don't want to miss it. Life, it was life-changing for sure, so it's a, a beautiful way to start off the year with a bang, that's for sure. All right, y'all. <laughs> Enjoy your uh, Santa Claus Day or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate. We just hope that you're lucky enough to be around friends and family with good food and all the... The, the, the good things that are uh, here in life and happy new year too we'll see you January 1st yeah. our first episode of 2024 we'll see you next week alright buddy